0: To have a nice a It's the Richard Kelly retrospective podcast on Talk Film Society, where we talk about the man's work. Uh, more specifically, Southland Tales. This is episode 25. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor in chief of Talk Film Society, and here with me as always to do this show, because I can't do it without him. It's Marcus Serving. Hello, Marcus. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. How do we celebrate twenty-five glorious episodes?
1: What can twenty-five cents buy you nowadays? Uh, A piece of
0: candy Piece of probably. candy. That's about it. Yeah. You know? Do, do they still have those quarter machines? We. You, you put a quarter yeah, in there You okay. twist And you get and like get a, a little, little Plastic ball Like with a toy in it Or do you sure, think Or like a A tattoo or whatever Do you think they upcharge that To 50 tattoo. cents now Do you think you have to put in two yeah, quarters Maybe
1: even 75 cents Oh that's a lot I can't imagine What sort of world oh. do we live in Where now it's Really fucked up world We're extorting children Who want to get like a little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tattoo Yeah
0: Or like uh, uh, Some gum I want like a big gumball, or just some gum, come on yeah,
1: like come a gumball on. i know yeah. you know what I know down at our down at some businesses, local businesses around here, we still have some very old uh quarter uh candy machines that like yet they give give you like one twist of m and m's or whatever <laughs> out of the machine those are always nice, uh when you're a kid,
0: this is the kind of talk you tune in for on have a nice apocalypse yeah. yeah southland tales it all ties richard in kelly richard kelly um who are we we we'll real quick uh, i mean marcus you love southland tales uh two yeah, years ago true. this week uh you said hey let's do a podcast uh, mm-hmm. uh to me marcelo pico and i said yeah. sure and i go uh you know let's let's maybe do like 10 episodes in and out we're done you know um Two years later, here we are on our third year of doing this. It's been it's been
1: such a rewarding experience. We just can't quit. <laughs> no, that's one way of putting it.
0: And yeah, I'm I, I came in a fan, and now I'm a bigger fan of this movie and Richard Kelly. Uh, that's where we are. We'll get more into detail about this episode later on. Uh, We've still only seen two of his three movies <laughs> on this uh, on this show. Uh, go back to yeah. the back catalog and listen to our we are a fan. Our, our episodes uh, where we cover um donnie darko uh domino and southland tales that's it uh we haven't talked about the box uh we'll do that later on it's a coming this it's year a
1: coming keep um, waiting wait.
0: folks but yeah the cons cut the
1: marsden stands yeah, Mars oh, horses. Diaz freaks. The Diazes, the yeah. Diaz freaks. You guys have been starving for ten years now. The the
0: the the L'Angeletta, What's his name? <laughs> um, yeah, the
1: rapist or whatever.
0: No, wait, is he? Let's. We don't have time. Yeah, I think so. We gotta get. We gotta move forward. Um. So yeah, the box. We'll talk about that later. But this episode, uh, we're gonna talk about chapters one and two of the cons cut of Southland Tales. Um, now, why are we doing this? Uh, if we if we uh, already did a, a chapter-by-chapter breakdown last year on this show, well, mm, listen, and you'll find out later on. Uh, Mark, as you go into yeah. great detail later on, um, not to reveal our cards, but oh, yeah. uh, the segment— I've
1: been told it's way too much detail. <laughs>
0: I'm kidding when I said that. Uh, You go. I think we both go into great detail about why we're doing a chapter by chapter breakdown of the Cons Cut of Southland Tales. Um, I mean, uh, listen to last week's episode where we did the Cons Cut commentary with Vera Drew uh, to to find out. But uh, listen on, and you'll 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 get uh, you know our our, uh, Uh, we,
1: we, we, we reiterate why we are doing the chapter breakdown. Uh, uh, A note on that really quick Our next three episodes are all uh, Supersodes This one we're covering chapters 1 and 2 The next one we're uh, doing 3 and 4 And the one after that uh, 5 and 6 together Packaged together Uh, So And I finally found A reason to say that we're doing that And the reason Is because when we ended last season, we did this like really trilogy. We did this trilogy of mega <laughs> mega super episodes uh-huh. uh, with like special like super special guests, and so this time we're starting the season off with our super trilogy episode, a megasode thing. Okay,
0: I I like that rationale. Um, yeah, doesn't hold water when you really think about it because I think we reveal in this uh, episode later that we're, we just, we're just doing this on the fly. Like we're just, like <laughs> well, wow. I, I, I found meaning to it later. I think I, I think I said, okay. That. Okay. You know, you know what? Fair point. Fair point. Uh, uh, as, lo- as long as there's meaning behind it, I'm, I'm all for it. But from my perspective as the co-host and editor of this, you're more the co-host producer, Marcus. I am the, <laughs> the producer. Co- yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, let's be real. The reason why this you're show on the
1: production end.
0: No, I, I'm I'm less a I'm less a producer more an editor, okay? You're the producer, you get the guests. You you uh, uh you're uh, this podcast is coming from the inside of your mind. Okay? The sick and twisted The sick and twisted mind's up
1: here. Yeah. You're uh, lucky that this is all you're getting because <laughs> what i could unleash at any moment. Oh my god, you guys have no idea. That's why I'm
0: the editor. I take out a lot of things uh too rancy for Perverse the show. Stuff. Like that, I mar- that, I do yeah.
1: often go on these terrible rants, but yeah, Marcelo's good enough to take them out.
0: Yeah, so you're the producer. Uh, for your sake. You're, yeah, for listeners and for my sake too. Uh I mean listeners, yes. Marcus is the producer, I'm the editor. Now, yeah, you are the visionary behind this podcast. I'm Marcello's, just Marcello's helping this like the
1: Marcelo's like the developers of Mortal Kombat or whatever who get PTSD because they have to watch videos of like horrible mutilations so they can realistically is that is that real them in video game form. is that oh yeah that's real
0: okay, okay video
1: games and movies and stuff like that that is a thing that happens Jesus Christ
0: um, hey uh, I hope you all enjoyed that Mortal Kombat trailer that premiered uh, yesterday oh, yeah. as of this recording. Uh, oh no! As of the published date of this, we're, hey, the, yeah. hey, we're, we're we're recording this or, the day before this comes out, and I think that Mortal Kombat trailer is dropping tomorrow.
1: Uh, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed the the Dead Reckoning trailer. Uh, oh yeah, that came out today. Yeah, yeah. See, we're on the. See, this is why the the Outsiders. What is that one called? The Outsiders. John David Washington. Oh, uh
0: the chosen, um, the, the the creator. The
1: it's called the creator. The creator.
0: Not the ads. Anyway, yeah, some cool trailers came out today. See, this is why uh, a month ago. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we 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 playfully dance around it in the um, chunk, the big De-de-de-de-da. the big old chunk of the episode that's coming up. Segment two is what I call it. In segment two, we dance around the fact that we recorded it uh, a month ago, right? And I was persistent about how to record. Uh, these episodes um, or how to, you know, put them together. My main thought is we record the chunks whenever we can, you know, right away. We, 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 we've we backlogged a few of the big chunks of the f- future episodes already. Um, but the intros I want fresh. Like, I, I want to get <clears throat> these, you know, recorded. <clears throat> like, hey, we're recording this the day before it drops. So this is as fresh as you're going to get, folks. Um, That's right, baby. Yeah, so, so right out of the oven. So really, all the business end of this Southland Tales podcast is going to be like in segment a, like two. Pancake. Right, like a well, like a pancake. I don't. Know, I don't understand <laughs> that. How is it? How is it like a pancake?
1: You get it fresh and hot out the oven.
0: Okay, <laughs> not really an <laughs> oven thing. You a skillet, maybe? Um, let's let's move on. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about. The Southland Tales Cons Cut chapter breakdown in the next segment. Uh, oh, i also mention, because we mentioned this later in the segment, um, the Cons Cut of Southland Tales, still, as of this recording, only legally available on the Arrow 2 disc release. Grab your copies of that. Uh, I cannot tell you any other way to get a copy of the Cons Cut. Folks, figure that out for yourself. I'm, I don't want you breaking any laws. But if you and do,
1: if you, if you do, If you do go by the route of getting the Arrow release, make sure you get the one that has two discs, not one disc. One disc only has theatrical. Good point. You don't want that. We
0: talk about that extensively in the next segment, but yes, the two-disc Arrow release, make sure you get that. Uh, But yeah, that's enough uh, preamble before the preamble. Um, Now it's time for segments. We always have to do this in the intros. Uh, Uh, Are you excited? Everybody loves them, and they're like really well-thought-out
1: segments. (laughs)
0: <laughs> segment number one, Southland Ales. Marcus, oh, hey. I'm gonna turn to you. Southland Ales. Th- yeah. This is your bait. Oh. Like th- you thought of this like episode two, yeah. I think, of the show. Yeah. Um all the way back in 2021. You're like, hey, Marcus, I got a good yeah. idea for a segment on the show. Let's talk about what, Marcus?
1: Yeah, uh this was inspired by the Sloppy Boys podcast, which I was into at the time. They make cocktail drinks there. So I decided let's make cocktail drinks. Neither of us really knowing anything about cocktails. At that point, no. At that point, no. Marcello since has become an amateur mixologist, but uh, we were making these stupid rancid cocktails and drinking them on the show. I was, yeah. And uh, you know, we did that for about three episodes. They were themed, like they had a theme, like the Fortunio Balducci, the Cristanel.
0: Yeah. As as an example, what was one of the drinks? Do you remember that you made?
1: Yeah, I think the Krista now had Malibu rum, Kahlua, um, and and like some watermelon Red Bull or something. So I wanted it to be pink, right? And there might be one other thing, but uh, and it was Malibu because that their show takes place in Malibu Beach, so it was that kind of stuff, yeah. right?
0: Now, now and, jumping in real quick, yeah, you mentioned back then, I really had no real, you know, I I think that the closest I came was like bringing like specialty you know beers to the recording and talking about the beers i drank some some local breweries in austin uh um, they made an appearance but other than that i've been, just been drinking like tipo chico's and like um, um earl gray tea right uh but since then you know in the last few months actually um i've actually listened to the sloppy boys podcast which i don't want to recommend other podcasts on this show other than talk from society podcast but that, right that's a good listen the sloppy boys love love pod what is it love pod <laughs> what I is the name lo- of I it I love to pod you okay let's move on
1: <laughs> it, pod, it pod to be you
0: you got it you okay you got it um but yeah i i I'm going through a midlife crisis. I bought um yeah. ingredients to mix drinks in the last few months I bought a shaker um uh but like I stopped doing that maybe three weeks ago. <laughs> And now <laughs> I'm, I'm and now I'm on a new, uh, kick. I'm on a, I'm on a new obsession. I buy vinyl records now. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. You you have really. You told me you'd never do it. I to did. To the point where I wanted to like send you a gift of a vinyl record, and you were like, no, sir. No.
0: But in the last two weeks, I've bought a lot of records. My girlfriend loaned me her extra record player. Um, uh, we don't have time to get fully into all this, but yeah, um, I've dropped the shaker for now. But Marcus, I can say this on the show: I do want to get back to it. We're not going to do it this episode, but I think in the future we're going to do a, a full-on Southland Ales uh, uh, segment where I do want to come up with a with a Southland Ales Southland Ales drink yeah. for the show. So I,
1: I do okay, Marcelo, I'll tell you. I already have the idea for what fluid karma is. I know what it's going to be. Okay, I've discovered the secret formula.
0: Wait, now, now, wait. Well, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this idea. Go ahead. Do we
1: want to reveal that? Maybe have it ready by next episode, or is this something that is like we wait, we hold that, and maybe we do some easier ones before that. Hold it. Um. Hold it. Hold, hold it. it, hold it. Uh, Let, let's 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 get next week's theme on the books, just okay. so we know. Okay, next week's theme,
0: and 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 this is dependent on when we can record and how busy it's going to be next week. But I, I
1: think we've done Krista now, Fortunio Balducci, and so, maybe one more. <laughs> I think the ocean. We did the ocean because we were drinking. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what are they called? Like white cloths. <laughs>
0: now, last episode. In the intro, I believe I think I did bring up the fact that I saw Sherry O'Terry's character have a drink in her hand um, that looked, I think, like a martini in the in the movie. Um, now I would love to do that, um, but if we have a so, what's what's her character's name?
1: So so you're saying we need to try to recreate the martini that Zora Carmichael had in the movie,
0: or uh, we make our own Zora drink. Uh, And that's the the Zora Carmichael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, we could either say this is inspired by it, or this is what we think the drink is. It looks like a simple martini, but we can we can build on that. So yes, the character deserves it. Yes. So (laughs) yeah. So next week's uh, drink is the. uh, You you said it more eloquently, Marcus. What what was it? The the Zora Carmichael. (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> put the in front of it. Okay. Yeah. The Zora Carmichael. <laughs> uh, so that's next, next week's episode. This week of, uh, Southland Ales.
1: Uh, I'm just drinking Topo Chico. Um, are you, are you drinking anything? Uh, I got, uh, got two beverages rocking over here. I got a little thing of water and I got a little Mountain Dew can. Okay, cool. So what do you, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, Mountain Dew, uh, they should call that Marcus drinks it.
1: Look, I, I, I it's a big thing in Iowa, is it? I mean, I'm sure it's a big it thing everywhere. It is a big like Iowa is one of the largest markets, so I'm claiming that as Iowa's own Mountain Dew. Uh, okay,
0: so you're drinking Iowa's own Mountain Dew, uh, and Iowa's own water,
1: I guess too. Yeah, this is a uh, fresh tap water here from uh, there. You go from a farm, so, so you're drinking. Yeah, a little rusty. You're drinking the Iowa special.
0: Okay, I think we can move on from Southland Ales. That's the end of that segment. That's the end of Southland next segment. Ales wrapped up. Uh, next segment, and and also these aren't these are random every time. Uh, I don't think we have a set you know pattern.
1: No, because um, uh, I, I, Marcello scares me every time. I never know which one he's going to go to first. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah.
0: we do talk about some movies that I watched a month ago in the second segment here in this episode, but let's talk about yeah. some movies that we've seen in the last let's say few days or, or week hey what, what have you been watching
1: by the way that's the name of the hey what have what is you it been that watching? you have been watching
0: what is it that ha- you have been watching marcus hey
1: what, ha- been watching? hey what is it that you have been watching hey tell me the movies that you've seen <laughs> okay uh um i know you said the last week i'm gonna, I'm gonna give a recommendation because i did enjoy this movie a whole lot and i want to know if you saw it uh spree i watched this about a month ago uh it does, doesn't ring a bell. It's Joe Keery from Stranger Things? Uh, I think it was a Netflix original? Oh, this sounds familiar. Okay, yeah, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, I've heard He's of like it. He's like an Uber driver basically yes. who just goes on like a crazy killing spree trying to like rack up viral video points, you know.
0: I remember when this came out, I did not get a chance to see it. Uh, it says here it's on Hulu. It's
1: Oh, as as yeah. uh, it, it's fucking great, man. It's wild. Right. It's a really fun movie. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll give you one more. Okay. One that I think we can both talk about. Please. Here, uh, I don't even need to say the title. I'll just let you guys hear it. Did you hear that? <clears throat> that was The Air. Oh.
0: Oh, Air? I thought you were going to say Silence. Air. I watched Mart- Martin Scorsese's Silence. <laughs> Um yeah, one day, Air. You saw? I mean, you saw Air, the the new Ben Affleck movie, starring Matt Damon.
1: The, ben, yeah, the new Ben Affleck joint. Yeah, what'd you think? Um. Okay, so Ben Affleck, love him as a director. Gone Baby Gone, goddamn, great movie, like masterpiece. W- will you agree with me? Gone Baby Gone is oh, incredible. Let's okay. I okay. Well, Marcella doesn't agree. I don't agree about Gone Baby Gone. I'm sorry. Uh, the Town, great movie. I agree. The town, great. The man. town, great. I agree. Live by Night, ambitious, but very flawed. Um, uh, One of the most beautiful movies
0: I've ever seen, but yes, very flawed. Air, I think he's back
1: making a nice- well, What about Argo? What about Argo? Oh, Argo. Argo. Uh, best picture winner. And you know yeah, what? good. Fuck it. I'm not mad about it. I think it's a really fun thriller. Yeah, it's solid. It's good. Rock uh, solid. Sorry.
0: Uh, Air
1: air I would also say totally rock solid totally fine nothing offensively bad about it nothing super great about it but I think that perfect middle of the road movie it's a great movie for him to come back to directing with because I mean it's been like five years since live by night or whatever probably even longer five years uh, I want to say 2018.
0: Uh, um, I, I, yeah, either 2018 or 2017. Cause it was like early on in the, uh, run of, uh, talk from society back when we were reviewing films. I think I've reviewed that film for the site.
1: Yeah. And, and anyway, I, I, I had fun with it. You know, it's got, it's got your typical kind of cheesy, you know, know, uh, biopic, uh, whatever moments. Um, uh, the soundtrack's really fun. Just a bunch of needle drops constantly. Like who cares? Uh, it's got the, it's got, it's, it, it is exactly the type of movie you think it would be. I had fun watching it. Uh, Marcello, i hear you have a dissenting take.
0: Uh, I gave it three stars out of five on Letterboxd. I went three
1: and a half. So like, I I mean, I'm not in love with it.
0: The more I think about it, the more I'm sour on it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind at this point, giving it a rewatch since it's now on Amazon uh, Prime, uh, which is where I, I assume you saw it, because I
1: think that's that's. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was there the day it went up.
0: Yeah, um, I I like Tetris a bit better. Uh, Tetris, I need to see Tetris still. I it's it, uh, maybe I'm in the minority because um, I think I am in the minority with like uh, the love for air and liking Tetris over air, but I uh, okay. One more thing. One thing I'll say about Air. I mean, I get it, right? I understand why they wouldn't make the character of Michael Jordan like a character, right? There's rationale behind it, right? I like that choice. I'm not a fan of that choice, but I understand Mm. that choice. I'm not a fan of it. It, it. it, I don't want to go fully into it, but it feels like the most important story in Air is Michael Jordan's story. I could give two shits about shoes. That's really yeah. much... That is pretty much where I fall
1: with air. I'm not a sneakerhead either. It made me understand it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, no, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I understand... Yeah. By the end of it, I understood it more. But still, overall, I'd rather see Michael Jordan's story on film, because that's a lot more interesting than, you know, the story of a sneaker.
1: Yeah, We just had The Last Dance, though. I'm like, you can't really do that better than that, can you? Unless you're True. doing something totally unauthorized,
0: I do think it's it is entertaining. I I, I, I had a good time watching it in a theater, um, but I came out just thinking it was a little hollow.
1: Yeah, um, it it doesn't break the mold. It just I think it I just think it perfectly fits into its mold and is happy to do that. Like I said, I think it's like just a nice return movie for Ben Affleck. I hope he goes back to his at like his. Other movies which showed like real aspirations to be a serious filmmaker, you know. Yeah,
0: um, is there anything else you want to say about Air? Because I want to do a transition here.
1: <gasps> uh, Viola Davis, great. Uh, yeah, that's Vi- all Vi- yeah.
0: You know, you know what? Um, if if we don't get a a characterization of Michael Jordan
1: on screen, yeah, she she's that proxy.
0: Yeah, we got that. We got her performance, and it's she's supporting character, but still stands out. Uh, Fantastic as always, I think. I mean, the cast overall solid, right? I I, I do like yeah. the cast, um, but again, it felt a little hollow to me. Fun seeing Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love Jason Bateman. Um, whenever he pops up in a movie, I'm like, hey, it's Jason Bateman. Um, I, I I did that the other day with uh, Fools Paradise. Like he just popped up for like a scene, and I Whew. go, hey, there's Jason Bateman. Um, but uh, okay, Air and Tetris, I think both are entertaining, but to me, both equally. Hollow in terms of, yay! The theme is capitalism rules.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I I think the end of air, like when they're doing the end credits thing, like uh, Michael Jordan went on to be the best basketball player of all time. I think the very last one of those is something like the CEO went on to make seven hundred million dollars or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what the last one is. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off! I don't. Like I hate this now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh and that's where Blackberry the movie steps in. Oh yeah. And it that movie directed by you, you know this Marcus help Matthew me
1: Johnson? Is that Matthew
0: right? Matthew Johnson. Yes, Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson. Yeah.
1: Um, maybe it's Matthew. Maybe great filmmaker for, right? for Hollywood. The, the Dirties. I'm a big fan of uh, his yeah. show Nirvana, the, sh- the band, the show. I haven't um, seen any of his work. A, an upcoming guest got me into that show. Oh,
0: I thought I thought I thought you were going to say upcoming guest Matt Johnson. And I was like, oh, I think we can get him. What well, you know what plausible? I think <laughs> of of any big time director. Sure. The reason why I I like Blackberry out of those three. Uh, of what I call And I hope this catches on I have to tweet it out Just to put my copyright on it The trilogy of Based on a true product Movies of 2023 um, Blackberry I think you can tighten uh, that up a bit No, no shut up I guess. Uh, Blackberry shows you The yay capitalism of it all But then also the Oh shit, this is what capitalism does to people uh, it, it shows the insidious side of it all Which I think you must show when you show just anything in regards to, like, uh, you know, like you said I th- at the end of air, like the CEO made like $7 billion. But like, where's the, <laughs> I don't care about that story. I don't care about a billionaire making a lot of money. Um, I care about the little guys being trampled because big guys uh, run them over. And that's capitalism, baby. And Blackberry shows you both sides. And I, and I think that's why that's, that's cool. this, it's, it's the superior movie of those, of of the three, uh, this year there could be more based on the true product movies coming out this year. But out of Air, Tetris, and Blackberry, Blackberry tops them. Um, and I will say, it does make me want to rewatch The Social Network because now we're what thirteen years after Social Network, and still a movie like Blackberry is 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 like trying to capture that. Uh, 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 that uh, that feeling, that vibe of the social network, and it shows you how much um, David Fincher is a genius. So I want to put that on record as well. Um, so I saw Blackberry uh, the other night. Um, how many movies do we want to talk about? Because I can speed through some. Uh, I, gave so,
1: I gave two. I gave two. Let's go. Let's do a hot two. Uh,
0: a hot two. So that was my one. Uh, I mentioned Fool's Paradise. I'll quickly just say it's worth a watch if you enjoy Charlie Day. It
1: um, yeah, looks fun. I, 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 the the reviews bum me out. I hope I hope they're wrong. I,
0: I, I liked it. I, I I liked it well enough to give it three and a half out of five. Um, but uh, uh, I also quickly mention Hypnotic. Not a fan of it. Sorry, Robert Rodriguez. I appreciate and, all the Austin shot locations in Hypnotic, but I didn't. Uh, speaking of Ben Affleck, um, not uh, he's good, but uh, the movie's not great. I want to focus mainly on one movie. Okay. And then I'll shut up. Party Girl, starring Parker Posey. Party Girl.
1: Party Girl. Posey.
0: Starring Parker Posey. A film from 1995, uh, which I didn't really know about until about a year ago uh, when it was announced there was like a new 4K restoration of this Indie Darling movie from the 90s, starring Parker Posey. Apparently, made her career. I've
1: I've seen this poster. I remember that yeah. being
0: around. Uh, I saw it in a theater at my local um, indie movie house, the Austin Film Society, and I love this thing. Uh, Parker Posey is incredible. Um, it's it's got that that that, that uh, unmistakable '90s indie vibe. Uh, so well worth a watch. It's on Criterion Channel. Uh, I know a new Blu-ray was released uh, with that uh, restoration of it, uh, but yeah look it up folks Party Girl starring Parker Posey I see it's also on Pluto TV uh, on Vudu on Peacock so yeah that's my if you could take one thing away is you know forget everything Marcus said forget everything I just said about all the other movies Party Girl that is
1: the one I I will check it out I uh, this director seems to be unfortunately just a TV director now yeah. It's unfortunate. She made Madeline. That's a pretty high profile movie.
0: I'll also mention like it it is from the nineties. There, there's maybe some uh uh you know, stuff that doesn't click now, you know, in twenty twenty three. But overall, just, just just focus uh, just focus on Parker Posey. That's it. Okay. I don't want I don't want this to cancel me, Marcus. I don't want to come back tomorrow after this podcast is published and see on Twitter that I was cancelled for
1: recommending Party
0: Girl. No. Solo
1: is over party. <laughs>
0: All right. I think that's enough of that. Uh, so those are the movies that we've watched.
1: Now. Yeah, third segment. I know what this one's going to be. I can't <laughs> oh, be surprised by it. Let's,
0: let's say it together. Here we go. Three, two, one. Richard Sathland, Kelly news. Uh, Twitter.
1: Twitter news. <laughs> from Twitter Richard news. Kelly. Uh, all right. Let's open up Richard Kelly's Twitter. So on our last episode, our two tweets that we read were from Walter Chaw <laughs> and from Mubi uh i who cares uh so look he doesn't have a ton more tweets so should we just run him through should, uh do and, we just and, run no we're gonna we're gonna i think we just do uh, two more okay fine <laughs> we're already we running a little long here let's just do two more
0: <laughs> okay fine we'll one do two each.
1: more i'll read this one uh Rest in peace. Uh, he retweeted the news. Uh, Melinda Dillon's passing. Uh, the actress. Ah. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Really wonderful in that film. I watched it just because of this show, not yeah. that long ago. Uh, and she is definitely one of the more effective parts of the film. She's really kind of haunting in that movie.
0: Actually, a um, uh, little eerie uh, because we we recorded our wait wait did... no 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 did it did happen record... around the same
1: time? It was February. Did...
0: Did we record that for Kelly's Faves Volume 2? Cl- uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? So yeah, this was like, we recorded that in January, and she passed away early February. Well, um, you don't think but, we
1: did this, did we?
0: Oh God, are we cursed? Do we have the Never Not Funny curse? <laughs> we have the Have a Nice Apocalypse curse? Uh, <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Um, rest in peace, Melinda, Dylan. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind... Go back and listen to our uh, Richard Kelly's Faves Volume 2 episode. Um, To to honor Melinda Dillon.
1: Yeah. Listen (laughs) to our episode of the show.
0: Please. Um, uh, But no joke. She's amazing. Uh, She was amazing. So there we go. Uh, Next tweet. Do you want me to take this one? This is yours, man. Take it away. Richard Kelly retweeted the March 6th screen slate tweet that says this. Charlie Kaufman accepts WGA Laurel award. He says, we writers are trained to believe that we, that what we do is secondary to what executives do. We are trained to do the bidding of people who are motivated, not by curiosity, but by protecting their full jobs, full speech linked in the tweet. I recommend going back,
1: uh, watching, listening to charlie Kaufman's yeah, speech i did um, watch the, the speech it's good uh and it, it's it's funnier than that gives away like, like charlie Kaufman's a funny guy he has jokes and stuff
0: yeah but also i mean i mean uh uh, uh i guess timely now because we're in the uh um, yeah. the wga strike is ongoing uh like we said last episode um solidarity for those striking um and yeah uh, I mean, he says this, uh, March and, and, and now look what the WGA is doing. And he basically, I think he, I mean, I think he knew, I think everybody at this point in March knew it was going to happen. The strike was going to happen. Yeah. So of course he had to mention it in the speech. Good for him. Um, I'll go back and watch that full speech. I've only seen parts of it. Uh, but yes, of course, Richard Kelly. I'm sure Richard Kelly is a member of the of the WGA. Um, I don't know for sure, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there on the picket line right now.
1: I hope he is. I hope we can get a yeah. candid pick from the picket line for Richard Kelly. That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah, we, we should we should basically be funding some sort of like TMZ thing to get pictures <laughs> of Richard Kelly. Because like we need stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we need more Richard Kelly news. Is what we're saying because yeah. uh, we're 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 running low. Um, he has so
1: few tweets that like we have to stop reading after two <laughs> because we know that next week we're going to read another two and yeah. then be almost caught up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so Richard Kelly, if
0: you're listening to this, keep retweeting. Just tweet I don't care more if- or retweet. Yeah. No what do no, you I like? See, see, okay. Retweet our show, huh? Well, he's done that already. So, so, so lay off him for that. Um. Again, do it again. He hasn't uh, tweeted in a very long time. I'm scrolling through. He, it's only been retweets
1: for the last few months. I actually don't know. I'm not going to scroll uh, back too far. He but. was somebody that was like very active on early Twitter, like talking oh. and stuff. Um unfortunately, I, I missed him at the time. Really, like I vaguely remember seeing him, but like I did not participate or anything. I was not as big a fan at the time. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's bring that spirit back richard
0: yeah so if you're hearing this uh we love you uh tweet some more um but also saying that you know don't tweet if you don't want to don't don't let do you want do 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 what you want yeah yeah that's that's our ultimate thing we do love it but then come on the show um all right so that's enough of that we've introed enough looking down at my notes uh, yeah, we covered everything. Uh, the first note I have here is Marcus loves Southland Tales. So, folks listening... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Gotta write that one down. Yeah, please be aware of that. Um, okay, uh, any last thoughts, Marcus, before we wrap up this intro and toss it to ourselves?
1: Yeah, I just want to say, uh... Get the fuck in here, Moby, let's do this.
0: You know, Moby! Get your sweet little behind in here. We give you all those M and M's. Get right. in here. Come on. All right. Play the song. And For we'll the twenty-fifth time. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side. Of movie's ass.
1: And we're back. Hey. Uh, great Moby, Moby, uh, thanks again. It's great again, to have Moby, Moby back. Right? It's great.
0: I mean, there are a lot of uh, contractual obligations, a lot of things he asked for in his writer. Uh, but we yeah. got him uh, it, it, a little too easy, though. He to-
1: uh, look a peek behind the curtain. He totally does the was it AC or Van Halen thing that's like. Uh, you can only have green green M Ms or whatever. Yeah, like he's one of those guys. But like, it's okay. We like to oblige him because. I he bring look hear what he brings to the table. You just hear that.
0: But he's such a I cuck. He only asks for M Ms. No color yeah, he's separation. He's A total cuck. Uh, just M Ms. Uh, um. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just M Ms. That's it. He just wants M&Ms. twenty pounds of M Ms. That's it. Not too M&Ms hard reports. to please uh, that Moby.
1: And the M and M's can't be too hard.
0: No, we have to put them in the microwave, soften them up for him. <laughs> we have to be softened. Uh, his teeth are too brittle. They hurt his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcus, how you doing? We we are of course uh, episode three of this new season. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we we talked a lot about uh, things that are happening. Uh, on the Richard Kelly fronts in the intro that everybody heard. And we're definitely yeah, not we recording had the Kelly
1: news, we had the drink of the week, yeah. we had the movies
0: of the week. We're definitely not recording uh, this uh, like a month before it comes out, so uh your favorite movie of all time. As we said in the intro, of course, but just to yeah. right re- reiterate for, for people who maybe <laughs> like stop the episode after the intro <laughs> and go, you know what? I'm gonna listen to this uh, yeah. later,
1: take a break. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, maybe they just listen to all the intros and they just don't bother with the rest of the episode and maybe folks come yeah. back and see and listen to the rest. And here's their unpause point. Marcus loves Southland tales. I think it's a great movie. Let's talk about it until the end of time.
1: Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to be talking about it. You guys remember if you're, maybe you're new here. Uh, but if you're been here for a while, you know that we went through the con cut, uh, chapter by chapter, very, very meticulously, uh, with a, a fine-toothed comb, uh, discussing every single piece of the film to try to uh, to try to bring it all together with, with the hopes to to, to to put the to put the film together in our heads as fans. Um, I was already more of a fan than you were, and I think you grew to be more of a fan. Uh, as it went on, and I I grew to be even more of a fan as it went on uh, because I think we got down to like fully understanding the movie on literal plot level and thematic levels which, I mean, if you're here and you have seen the movie, you know that both of those are kind of difficult to decipher, but I think we went through it really well and deciphered it really well We did that with a theatrical cut now we're here new season and we were not originally planning to do this with the concut uh, originally slated we just had like a concut commentary and then a concut episode and uh, we <laughs> um, the idea was brought up by Vera drew on our commentary our uh, concut commentary she suggested to us to do the whole... Twelve chapter thing again, and I think we just caved because uh, we're, we're cucks like Moby. <laughs> and, the show is full of cucks. But I think it is a good idea to kind of reanalyze things and yeah. uh, c- c- compare and contrast the differences between the con cut and the theatrical cut, and we got some really fun uh, guests planned to come up, um, but today we're just here alone, Marcelo and I. And we're going to not do it the exact same way. We don't. We're not going to go through twelve chapters and tell you every single thing that happened. We're like today. We're this is a special supersized episode, and we're going to have a couple more of those to come, where we have we're talking about chapter one and two together.
0: Yeah, supersized is a good way of putting it. Uh, It's it's an an incentive to the listener. This is a treat for you. A supersized episode of two chapters. Because we broke it down to 12 chapters uh, for the theatrical. We're doing it again for the cons cut. But yeah, like Marcus said, it's chapter one and two today.
1: So but With a slightly different goal. Like, what, what do you think twist. our goal is? With a twist. But what do you think our goal is here? Now Our goal with the last one was to understand Southland Tales. What is our goal here?
0: Now, I swear this probably has come up at least one time in this new season. I may, I may have asked you this, uh, during the Kelly's faves episode, volume two, uh, or the very Drew commentary, maybe, or maybe in one of the intros, but I can definitively say to answer your question, Marcus, what do I want out of, uh, this new season? I think it's like season three of this season of this series, right? Cause it, Three years, like first batch, one year, second batch, the next year. This is the third batch. What do I want out of this re-analysis of the of the Southland Tales movie now under the lens of the cons cut? Uh, I don't know. I I the one thing I do like about this show, and I've said this, and I've said it before is like with each new guest or like with even us just looking at it by ourselves, I find something new. And I think that happened a few times during the Vera drew cons cut commentary. And it could happen again in this new episode. So I really have no expectations. My only fear is, um, will I get tired of this e- uh, experiment? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, that remains to be seen. <laughs> I think well, that's I think that's a real high probability, and that's why we are coupling some episodes. <laughs> yeah, and we why we have our supersized episode here. We're gonna we're gonna cover chapter one and two together, and we're not gonna be as um as uh, I already used the word meticulous. Uh, come on, get out the thesaurus. Hold on, hold on here. Uh, meticulous. You, you think
0: it makes sense? Synonym. You think it makes sense? Dramatically, <laughs> uh,
1: punctilious. Punctilious. Uh, so we're not going to be we're not going to be as punctilious uh, with this uh, viewing, but we are going to basically like like I think I already said that we're going to basically be analyzing the differences. I'm not going to say every single damn thing that happens. We're just going to hit the big points. Yeah, and uh, give general thoughts about them. Because uh, really, I mean, folks. Like, may, may, yeah, I mean, yeah, can, can, can I just say, um,
0: if you really want us to really break down Southland Tales in almost excruciating detail, I think we did that a second time. Oh uh, well, uh, second you're, you hey,
1: think we did? Yeah, sorry.
0: No, no, uh, hold thought, on. No, no, no. We did. We've done this already. Is what I'm saying. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think Marcus, you did a great job of like breaking down like almost every scene, every little moment. Uh, uh, last season, when we broke down the theatrical cut, but with the cons cut, it'll be a little, little less. Uh, uh, you know, by the second, which I think we did. You know, with the theatrical cut, it'd be more breezy. it will be more, you know,
1: comparison sake and easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah, and I, yeah, like I, my notes here are significantly less than I brought befo- than I had to bring before. And I mean, I mean I, come on this, this is all to say This
0: is the cons cut now, we're breaking up into yes, chapters yeah.
1: New, That's, s- new I mean, season, new us What
0: else are we I mean, this is it, this is the start, what else what can the, we possibly say the, what the, what the, Yeah, Marcus, I saw yeah, Mafia Mama today You saw Mafia Mama? Yeah, I saw Mafia Mama today
1: Mafia Mama
0: Alright, do you want to ask me something about you, did, uh, you? know, I also saw another movie I saw How to Blow Up yeah. a Pipeline uh, Yesterday Yeah, yeah. So I saw. Okay, yeah.
1: So you saw. I noticed this. Uh, you saw Mafia Mama today. weeks ago,
0: by the way. Weeks ago, actually. <laughs> let me. Let me rephrase. Yeah. Well,
1: in the past. <laughs> this is in the past.
0: I saw Mafia Mama a month ago, and I saw uh, uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline a month, uh, a month and a
1: day ago, and one day ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Marcelo, first, uh, how are these two movies? Uh, how to blow up a, a pipeline. Uh,
0: socially conscious, uh, my only real big note is it makes the act of domestic terrorism, um, in quotes, I mean sure, these people who come together to blow up a pipeline, as it says in the title, uh, to hinder you know the oil companies who ravage the lands and really makes everybody's life a living nightmare. These people are Sounds called rad. these people are called terrorists in the film, and they admit they are because look at what they're doing. But they're not hurting anybody; they're just hurting corporations and uh, performing they're... acts of acts of. Um, I mean, they're they're exploding pipelines. The pipe movie ones. admonish them. Um, admonish how? What's what? What do you mean well, by that?
1: Uh, the way you just said, like the is the movie coming at it from these are terrorists? There's a conversation to be had
0: um really i think it's interesting huh. it, it i don't think the the movie doesn't admonish them they it, it's a realization okay. that if if that's i think they even say it in like the trailer but like there's an expanded scene on it uh one character says if we do this and we're deemed uh, a terrorists by this country then we're doing something right that's what somebody says right In so many words um and yeah, it, it I th- I think the problem okay. with I thought I, th- I think the, I think the problem I have with it, and this kind of connects to Southland Tales actually. So thank you for bringing this up, Marcus. Um, <clears throat> might make it too sexy to be a uh, you know eco terrorist, which is is kind of cool. What? But I, I, I without getting into spoilers, I don't know. Like it it's hard to be really like. Uh, I I wish it were a bit more gnarly and a bit more real, a bit more like uh, uh um I don't know. I it it's it,
1: it feel like a little like rote action movie possibly or yeah. You it, know, it, it's
0: it's a little Ocean's 11 when it should be more okay. um like grounded. You know, I I, I you yeah, know, I
1: I, I, I I hear what you're saying and like that you're bringing me to a to an interesting i like point where like I don't know how mo- how big this movie is, what its budget was, who who funded it, uh, how many theaters it's in. I know that it didn't come near me at all, so when I was excited to see it, I would have went out and saw it. So I'm guessing it didn't make more than like a thousand theaters or something, possibly like 1500, maybe.
0: I don't know the number either. Um, it's 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 a neon release. I mean um, neon. Okay. They they so they're on the indie side. They're more on like the. Um, uh, like IFC or like below focus features like every like they're it's they're one of the lower tier it, indie movie uh, producers in terms of like theatrical runs
1: you know it's an interesting thing to think about of being sold anti-capitalism well, yeah. messages and where where is it coming from? So like I, again, I don't know I, I, like how big is the movie is. Who's profiting off of it?
0: But that's the thing. Like uh, a lot of the same messages that I see in um, "How to Blow Up a Pipeline" are in "Southland Tales." You know, these this radicalization, and that they're in Avatar, and it, yeah, and it's great to see this stuff. But I think to the extent that I want to feel, uh, um. Oh, how the movie wants me to feel about the ra- the, 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 radical acts in help of a pipeline it should have gone further. And it may be, maybe the packaging is a little too Hollywood for me, but I think that's the only, that's what I'm saying. It. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: if this stuff becomes Hollywood mainstream, what are we really doing? Are we seeing an important movie or are we being sold something that is cathartic to us now? Exactly. Yeah. We're still just being sold a thing.
0: We're, we're, we're dancing around the same thing. It's that's, that's, it's, Again, I'll just say I kind of wish it went a little bit further. I mean, for God's sakes, uh, Neon has his partnership with the Animal Draft House, right? And the Animal Draft House at their theaters, they have like these, um, you know, these like standees for like uh, Super Mario Brothers in their theater lobbies, um, Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, and Marcus. They even have a standee for how to how to blow up a pipeline, Uh, and they have a drum. They have a drum barrel. You know, uh, next to like a giant banner that says how to blow up a pipeline. Now, is that what I want (sighs) from an anti-capitalist, like radical, like deadly movie? Deadly in the way of like this uh, dangerous, like a dangerous seeming movie. No, I want this like wrapped up in like uh, uh, a brown paper bag and like uh, given to me, you know, under a table somewhere, somewhere shady.
1: Uh, it has that, aura. I'm going to go buy my, how to blow up a pipeline plushies.
0: <laughs> it, it has that aura of being dangerous while watching it. But then when you get out and see, you know, uh, if I stand for it and you can take a picture next to a red drum barrel, like in the movie. Yeah. That's where like the power of it is taken away, but I don't know. I think it still works. I think it's the message is still solid. I mean, come on, let's all blow up a pipeline. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's an interesting it's conversation to have. Uh, to have it's an interesting conversation to have. <clears throat> now I can say the same about Mafia Mama, but we don't have time for that. Please. No,
1: uh, <laughs> well, I, I want your general thoughts about Mafia Mama. I liked you don't have it. To go those.
0: I, you know, I was you liked it. The first thing I was surprised. Uh, uh, well, well, I'm, I'm not going to say the first thing because it was the last thing that happened. I was surprised at the end when the credits rolled and it said directed by Catherine Hardwick, who is the director of Twilight. Oh. And I think she also did thirteen, and I did see her in person here in Austin once. I think she's done some Austin films, um, so I was like, "Oh, Katherine Hardwick, she's good." And yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a good it's good for what it is. Uh, it should have been renamed "Eat, Pray, Fuck," which is a line in the movie, uh, because mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you don't know Mafia Mama. I mean, sure. I think now, at this point, a month later, it's streaming on Netflix or something. I'm sure it went straight to VOD. Um, Tony Collette uh, plays a woman who finds out she's related to the mafia in Italy, uh, a mafia family. So she goes and travels to Italy and takes over the family business, and comedy ensues. She finds herself; oh. she becomes a girl boss. Um, yeah. It's it's rated R. <clears throat> Uh, it's it's got some decent jokes. It's got a great Tony Collette performance. Uh, Monica Bellucci is barely in it, but she's there. Uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's not bad. Um, it's it's. it's uh, why am I bringing up Mafia Mama? We had a long conversation, Marcus and I, before the recording.
1: Yeah, I wanted to discuss these two movies. I just found them interesting. That you saw these two movies back to back, and we were happening ago. to record a. S- <laughs> Recording. We were happening to record our Southland Tales episode the next day, or the the day of seeing Mafia Mama. That was this morning for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A month
1: ago. A month. Yeah, we're celebrating we're, um,
0: we're the anniversary of seeing it a month
1: ago. Is what Marx is trying to say. Do, <laughs> so do you? Okay. So I just thought like the, the those two movies are a really perfect cross section. Like you got the kind of goofy comedy movie in Mafia Mama, and you've got this socially conscious political thriller kind of thing with how to blow up a pipeline do you not think that the combination of those two movies is southland tales
0: (laughs) equals to one southland tales uh no
1: (laughs) i do not (laughs) not, uh, uh, thematically do you believe they overlap in any way
0: i mean how to blow up a pipeline absolutely overlaps like that that you know, we we could have done a whole episode on that, and just say, well, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, don't write this down, Marcus. Cause we already have so many ideas for this season. Um, uh, uh a, a, an episode on movies that you could say were influenced by Southland Tales, or 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 are as like radical. Maybe we're not radical, but you know, uh, 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 uh you know, revolutionary. You oh, know, yeah, that's an episode. Uh, but we're not going to do that until like next season um anyway yada 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 it makes sense for how to blow up a pipeline but i don't see any correlation between mafia mama at southland tales not a single
1: one is mafia mama, like goofy or stupid it's a little goofy is you it know a comedy at first yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe this is All why right. it's not rank maybe this is why it's not making a lot of money um or it's made. It has. It's, it's made no money at this point. A month later.
1: Why well, it's mafia it's, mama. It's, its entire marketing is. Isn't it funny that this is called mafia mama? It seems.
0: Um, it's at first I thought it was going to be a parody, like along the lines of. Um, That's what I would assume. Yeah, I, I can't think of that one. Was it, wasn't wasn't uh, Leslie Nielsen in like a mob <clears throat> movie parody or something? Or I don't know. Anyway, I thought it's going to be. I thought it's going to be a straight parody. No, it's it's. It's a comedy. It's a slight drama. Uh, not really even a drama. It's like a. It was like a. It was like a pinprick of drama in this. It's mostly just comedy. A little zany. Uh, I mean, Tony Tony Collette is just trying to get laid through seventy five percent of this movie. No joke. That's why. Mm-hmm. I, so there's sex. Yeah, and uh, 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 Eat, Pray, Love should have been the title. Uh, sorry, Eat, Pray, Fuck should have been the title. It it, it would it would fit perfectly because it's a woman going to, you know, a, a nice, beautiful country and, like, eating great food, meeting, you know, guys she wants to fuck, and, you know, being her own woman. So that's... Girl boss. Yeah, it's a girl boss. It's a girl boss scenario. So <clears throat> that, so eat, pray, so, fuck, that's Mafia Mama. And again, I don't see any correlation between that and Southland Tales. Because Southland Tales is more of a satire. Mafia Mama, not really a satire. I mean, they, they, they kind of touch on... Okay. godfather and they, i mean okay cut you know in that way maybe it's it's kind of a a, a spoof on the godfather sort of like how south on tales is like a spoof or a, a satire a play on noir maybe that's a rough connection marcus but that's a maybe that's a bridge too far right. uh i wish i could give this one to you marcus but uh you're one for two uh how to blow up a pipeline direct correlation mafia mama i see no connection
1: well, I don't know where to put it in here, but I guess I had a joke written that the Mafia Mama blows up a pipeline. All right. We, uh, we got that on tape. So I got that said. Okay. All right. So I think we that's the on. end of that. And I think right. we can get into the movie, right?
0: Yeah. Chapter one and chapter two. Uh, time codes? Southland
1: Tales. I got the time codes. Time codes, yes. And this is this is uh, by virtue or whatever. This is time codes by by, uh, from the arrow blu-ray release of the cons cut of southland tales
0: yes so chapter one goes from uh beginning to 12 minutes 17 seconds chapter two goes from 12 17 to 26 minutes and six seconds um i'm looking at the sheet some of it is wrong but i think i got it out right uh all right marcus How do we do this again? How, how does this happen?
1: I guess I just start talking about uh, what happens and then we can jump in there.
0: Can I just say uh, the only, thank you for letting me talk. The only time I've seen the cons cut uh, as a whole, you know, uh, you know, from beginning to end was with uh, Vera Drew and you for the commentary. I've yet to see the cons cut all the way through, just on its own. Marcus, how many
1: times have you seen the Cot's cut? Um, I watched it again for this viewing or for this section or whatever, because I kind of just got swept up in it. Um, and that makes four viewings of the con cut, I believe. because I watched it just before the commentary, watched it on the commentary, and I watched it once when it came out. Oh, boy. You're ahead of me. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think by the end you'll catch up, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay marcel can you commit to by the end of this watching it once all the way through i can't commit to that you know me marcus i can't commit Jesus to that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding you only watch 700 movies a year i mean <laughs> I, how could you put my, this one on the list my my movie
0: watching is not on trial here okay and also i think it's funny that you bring up mafia mama you don't bring up the movie I saw uh, today, also I saw Pope's. Oh, sorry, a month ago, Pope's Exorcist.
1: Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you saw that today.
0: Yeah, and I also a saw. I also saw yesterday or a month ago. I saw um, what else? Did I see uh, Renfield and Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Uh, I saw those two movies uh, one day the 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 nicholas cage vampire movie where he goes that's the old vampire. yeah the old okay. one he goes i'm a vampire i'm a vampire and then he goes a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p q r s t u v w x y z that's what cage does in vampire's kiss um okay anyway my movie watching is not on trial here uh I you know what I joke. I will see this all the way through, okay? Uh eventually. I can promise you that. Before the end of this run, before it doesn't have to happen soon. Before it's chapter just, twelve at least. Before we record chapter 12 We've got like 12. eight or so episodes before yeah, you have to. I'll watch. I'll watch the whole thing. But yeah, I only watched the first two chapters for this. Um I, I do want to hear your breakdown of it, Marcus, and I don't think we can Wait any longer, uh, no, right now we're gonna pass we it to you. This. We gotta pass it to you and the segment we'll of the show uh, where you just break it down for us. It's Marcus's breakdown. So Marcus, go ahead.
1: Sponsored by Five Hour Energy. Yeah. Uh, say okay. So <clears throat> the movie has the same opening as the theatrical Cut. It's this July Fourth barbecue that gets nuked. Wait, um, this is can slightly kind of pause? longer. And also, oh, yeah. Oh my
0: God! Already. No. By by the way, I I I do want to remind people that I have the power to pause, Marcus, in the middle of his notes. Uh, so pause. You have the click remote, basically. Yeah. Uh, from the movie Click. <laughs> the remote from Click. But yeah. That. You know they're playing Jack and Jill here this week, or I should say a month ago at the Animal Draft Again. House. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I you already saw it in the theater. I did Is see that in a the double theater. dip for you. Yeah. I. You know. I thought about it. You know, Jack and Jill has more to do with Southland Tales than Mafia Mama, okay? That's true. We have no time for that, though. So my question for you, for this breakdown, Marcus, before we even get to the uh, first scene, the first sequence of the movie, I had this thought. I didn't look it up because I, I, I figured maybe Marcus would know this. To start exactly the same with the logos and everything as the uh, theatrical cut, this cons cut, you know?
1: Uh, logos, I'm logos. Sure, mm. <clears throat> logos, I'm not sure actually. Uh, logos, I'm not sure. I know the scene is exactly the same, uh, except this one's a little extended uh, yes. in the cut. The uh, just some, some extra video. shots, a little. Yeah, yeah and uh, and I think to an effective degree, I think it's better that we see a little bit more of the innocence before it is lost.
0: Let's talk about it, Marcus. I have thoughts on this. Cool. I think I just
1: did. So go yeah. ahead. and give us your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> more i more extensive than that? Go
0: no, ahead. that's pretty much it. You you took the you took my notes. I I was gonna say I like this extended version of the home video footage before the nuclear explosion. Uh, like you said. Oh, hold on, breaking news. So, right. uh, I pulled up the Southland Tales theatrical cut on my iTunes. Okay, I cannot confirm if this is the case for the error release, but it'd be kind of weird if this was different. In the Southland Tales Theatrical Cut I on iTunes, it starts with the Samuel Goldwyn films logo. Now okay. well, the I'm cut, on the
1: Concut Blu ray.
0: Yes, the Conscut Blu ray starts with universal starts with Universal.
1: Okay. Interesting. We go from Universal. Yeah.
0: Now I know I see we're doing here, this in real time. Now I see here on Wikipedia. I see Samuel Now we're
1: into Wild Bunch.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Okay, uh, 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 Cherry Road. I'm gonna spill the beans here. Oh wait, wait, we're doing this live. Hold on. So I'm gonna tell you what I see. So Samuel Golden. Uh then we go to next shot. Next logo is. Ooh, we got a world spinning. What's that? What could that be? Destination films. Is that one you saw? Destination. Yeah. No, no that's not here. That's, that's the actual cut. After that. Cherry Road Okay Cherry Road is the same Yeah we see Cherry Road Okay, Now I'm going to blow this case wide open As I wait for Cherry Road to end Is that it? Yeah that's it Here's what's happening Marcus So on the Wikipedia it says here The United States Rights to this movie Go to Samuel Golden Films And Destination Films The international rights Go to Universal Pictures and Wild Bunch Mm. So that is why on the cons cut we see Universal Pictures logo and the Wad bunch because this infamously premiered at cons in May on May twenty first two
1: thousand six to a horde of boos. Roger Ebert standing up and and spitting on spitting on the rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, saying Universal Pictures, how could you do this? How could you bamboozle an audience? Uh, you have no right to do this. Oh, sorry. I'm just quoting people who saw Bo's Afraid.
1: Just read the graphic novel; it'll make sense. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Richard
1: Kelly screaming from the side.
0: I think, I think, I think Bo's Afraid is the new Saffron Tales. Now, I know you haven't seen Bo's Afraid yet, or maybe you have. I don't know, Marcus. But I think that movie we should talk about on this show eventually when we both see it, because. Um, I think it would it would have had the same reaction if it premiered at cons as Southland
1: Tales uh, did when it premiered at cons. Um, uh, I have one that <clears throat> I, I get uh, another A24 movie that I got Southland Tales vibes from uh, that did premiere at cons. Uh, and I would like to know its reaction uh, under the Silver Lake. Oh, I got, I got, I got Southland vibes from that. I I wanna I wanna
0: say the reaction was mixed at CODs for that, if my memory mm-hmm. serves right. Um, would it be surprised? Because that one I do like that movie a lot. I really like Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, it's a very movie. I
1: watched it movie. recently, and I definitely got Southland Tales vibes, or I got the same like feeling that Southland gives me.
0: Yeah. Um, now I just pulled up. I think this is worth noting since we're just, hey we're just starting with the cons. Code. We're really breaking it down, folks. Okay, and uh, I don't think we brought this up during the Vera Drew commentary, but but tell me if tell me if this uh, did get brought up. But we did an episode on cons uh, 2006. We talked about the films that premiered at that year's cons film festival. We also talked extensively about the movies that earned booze over the years at the cons film festival. Now yeah I'm um, just looking through this list now the list we talked about on that episode a variety wrote it a few years ago. I uh, wanted to see if I uh, if maybe under the Silver Lake popped up there I did not uh, but just to reiterate uh, Marcus will, will you allow me just to read off some of the movies that were also booed at cons along with Su uh, yes
1: I will allow you to do that uninterrupted but uh, I'll just say that we had this conversation on our episode. Uh, where we watched uh, five of the other movies that were at con the same year. Yeah, so go search Which, uh, That's a good episode. Go, go search go, that episode. Go back for that
0: one. Those were, we, dil- we, yeah. we put a lot of work into that, and by work I mean we watched a lot of movies. Um, we watched a lot of movies. We we would not have seen, or I would not have seen, um, the wind that. What was it? The wind that shakes the barley.
1: Is yeah, that? the wind that shakes the barley. Oh, Magnificent film.
0: Would not have seen uh, that movie. It's great. It's really good.
1: I I, I, I can see why yeah. that one the a, a gem of Irish cinema Marcello yeah. and you know I'm proud of my Irish heritage yeah
0: and your number one uh, boy is in that movie uh Killian Murphy and my number
1: one boy Killian yeah. he's uh, there uh Mr. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer himself, himself. Yeah, we both said yeah
0: here we, we go both said the same thing the films that were Buddha cons just to get you the mindset of the cons cut for *Seth Tales the house that Jack built the brown bunny personal shopper taxi driver wild at heart Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, Crash, Irreversible, Uh, Mary Antoinette, Antichrist, Enter the Void, The Tree of Life, The Paperboy, Holy Motors, Only God Forgives, Uh, Lucky River, is that that, uh, who who did that, oh sorry, Lost River, Lost Uh, River, yes, Uh, directed by another boy of yours, um, yeah, directed by my boy Ry, Ryan 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 Gosling. That's right. Ken uh, Ken himself. Yeah, Ken himself. The Sea of Trees, The Neon Demon, Watch Lost River, good movie, and The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, a lot of those were bangers, in my opinion. Um, yeah, oh, a and, lot of bangers in that list. By the way, Crash is the Cronenberg Crash. Uh, just to just to just to make it clear. Uh, oh, and oh, I guess this is worth noting since it, it since I just brought it up. Uh, I did see Irreversible uh, in theaters twice um, a few months ago. Now, uh, I didn't mean to do it, but they were playing the straight cuts. You
1: know what a fucked up thing to say. Yeah. it's what a fucked up thing to say. I saw Irreversible twice in, theaters, in the year 2023. In the same in theaters. month. <laughs> in the same month. What the hell is the crowd reaction to that scene?
0: Uh, Are people looking away? People. Uh, okay. So I guess quick quick side note for, for this. Uh, to, bo- to both intense scenes that are in that movie, Gaspar Noe, uh, or some would say Gaspar Noe, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's French.
1: The famous, the famous uh, provocateur.
0: Yes, uh, uh, some would say uh, Richard Kelly is also a provocateur, but uh, maybe a different ah. class of provocateur, right? Would you Would you agree with that? Would you classify Richard Kelly
1: as a provocateur? Uh, I would. I would call him a man that. Uh, follows his own shadow or or follows his own follows his own path. Okay. All right. That um, that makes more sense. Regardless of what, regardless of what people think about him. So, uh, in that way, um, I, I think, I think both of those, uh, those, those intersect in certain ways, but are not necessarily the same.
0: I see your point. I think, um, while Richard Kelly doesn't uh, necessarily want to poke the eyes of his audience, uh, sometimes people's eyes get poked when watching a Richard Kelly movie, but Gaspar Noe he really wants to gouge some eyes out. They, he, I think that's his, to, that's his. Main he wants deal. to
1: slit your eyes open.
0: Uh, exactly. So irreversible. Uh, one that got sunshine on delu style. Uh, so irreversible. According to Variety, uh, yes, it got booze and walkouts like Southland Tales, But irreversible. Yeah, I could totally see why people would boo and walk out. Uh, I mean, the first. I, okay, just to explain myself real quick. Uh, Gasparno Noll did a recut of the movie called The Straight Cut where um, I mean, theatrically it theatrically came out and it was presented uh, narratively in reverse like Memento. It was like, I remember after Memento a lot of movies did the same trick. Let's just show this movie backwards. Irreversible was one of those movies. So like what, 22 years later Gaspar goes, I'm going to do the straight cut. It's going to be chronological now. So out of curiosity, I saw that, and I was like, okay. And during that screening, yes, people walked out uh, during some intense moments. Um, there were some walkouts there, and then I was like, okay, you know what? I need to re- I need a refresher of the theatrical cut now. So a few weeks later, they were playing a the theatrical cut, and I saw that there. Out of curiosity, out of just just to experience both cuts in theaters, just to cross that off my list. Should I have done that? Probably not. I just probably no need to but I'm glad I did. Um, but yeah, again, just, I could totally see why people would walk out if there were at cons or if they were in Austin, Texas, like two months ago. Um, uh, good on them for just saying there's no need to watch this. Uh, irreversible. Southland tells though, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm sure we talked about this already, but maybe during this thing, we, sh- we, don't sh- we should also ask ourselves, when are the walkout moments? And South entails.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, so maybe we can consider that. I don't know if you have an answer off the top of your head, Marcus. Like when I the breaking point would know be for that somebody. There,
1: I don't know that there is a specific answer. I think it is just what in a theatrical cuts specifically. Once you just get, once you feel like you've been too overloaded with information and you realize I'm not understanding this and I don't like this, and then you walk out. I don't. I like. I don't. I can't imagine. Uh, a poor miserable bastard who like sees the the Justin Timberlake sequence uh, in particular and says like I'm gonna leave. Like I I, uh, I I can't imagine one moment, but I can imagine the build up to whatever your moment is. Yeah, for when you tap out.
0: Will there be a walkout moment potentially that we find here in the first two chapters? Like, will somebody walk I, out the I, first twenty minutes?
1: I can definitely feel like a a clicking away uh, from this podcast moment happening. <laughs> People are gonna it's walk probably out like twenty minutes ago.
0: <laughs> we haven't I'd even say. gotten past the first scene of the concert.
1: Yeah, they went to a July Fourth barbecue. <laughs> uh, are, are you wrapped up with your okay reversible stuff?
0: I I really wanted to bring up Irreversible on the Southland Tell show, and I did it uh, 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 mostly just to just to just to say. Or uh, just to say, I watched those movies for a reason. I got to talk about them on a, on a podcast, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm morally absolved. So we can move on.
1: <laughs> okay, so July Fourth barbecue, blow up nuke, bam. Uh, Justin Timberlake's explaining fluid karma as the hustler tanks go by. So here, um, slightly different uh, order of events. Uh, we get introduced to the uh, to the West Phelans before we get introduced to any other characters in the theatrical cut. I believe we get introduced to like. Boxer first? You should Yeah, know. I want to say that we go from box. I, I I watched it today. I think it goes from Boxer picking up the ball to uh, being in the room in the stigmata scene. But uh, I think that's the start after the... Whatever, we'll talk about that later. The uh, But yeah, we're getting introduced to the West Valens here, their little thing out on the beach. Something I can bring up immediately that I like more about the CONCAT is Justin Timberlake's um, narration. I yes. think Justin's delivery here is so much better than the theatrical cut. This doesn't sound like it was like recorded months later after he had lost the character. This sounds like he is still playing detective pilot detective <laughs> <laughs> pi- private pi- private pilot Abilene. He's still got that southern, slightly southern drawl uh, that's like really fun and uh, the and like the the lines are built more for his character uh, a German scientist came up with a kick ass new formula a cure for our sickness U- using that slight southern accent and describing things as kick ass and uh, he uses the wor- the words uh, they built this great big machine out in the ocean that would genu- generate a hydroelectric energy field called fluid karma and like he uses great big great big machine like I, I think that stuff is more fun, and I think it. I think his delivery here is better. Delivery and read reading, delivery, and writing, I think, is better of the narration in this part. Because it really struck me when I went back to the theatrical cut how uh, he's much more flat, and he's not even attempting the southern accent anymore. He's like, I'm a narrator, I'm a different character, even though I'm telling you I'm Pilot Abilene.
0: I think the reason why I like the cons cut narration better, in the first 20 minutes anyway... Is uh, sort of along the line. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna even lie about that. I didn't even really notice the difference in terms of like accents or flatness of delivery between the two cuts. All I know is there's much less of an information dump in the cons cut, which yes. I appreciate. I uh, I do think that opening moment of the theatrical cut where timberlake goes that goes through pretty much all the you know alternate history after the nuclear explosion all the you know all the other video graphics yeah. all the, the you know all that stuff all that is like pretty much gone right in the cons cuts it's just yeah cut down to a few in, lines in
1: the theatrical cut you are fed that information for like and for like a whole minute straight and it's hard to t- and like you're not gonna take that in like there's no way you could possibly take all that information and then in this you're in the con cut you're gently eased into that information over the course of like 20 something minutes
0: yeah or i just feel like i i i know well, I, I, tell me if this makes sense to you marcus but like i can no longer call myself somebody who has no idea what's going on the south phone tells I, well, I I'd know. hope so I, I <laughs> Having talked about this movie For three years now You know, I, I Know generally what's happening <laughs> Okay, I would like to say So I don't need that information Ever recited to me again And me as a person I'm like, you know what, I'd rather go with Like, you know, not knowing So much information up front I know what's going on So does that make sense? Like, I Yeah wouldn't yeah. care or it's if I had the choice of course I'd pick this because I know what's going on. I don't need the information dump so I don't know it's yeah
1: it's it, and it, it this. feels it, it and the information is getting to you more naturally it's getting to you le- a more on like a subsurface level like it's not being thrown in your face like it is in the theatrical cut so like for you somebody who already knows <laughs> yeah. everything
0: yeah which it's like
1: It's yeah. This doesn't help. That makes sense.
0: This doesn't help anybody who is like new to any of this, by the way. I, 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 I I, look, I think we've talked about this before. If you were going to recommend this movie to somebody, you wouldn't say here, watch the cons cut first. Would you, you'd go here, have the theatrical cut first and then watch the cons cut.
1: Right. I no. Yes. See that idea sounds cooler to me. Where like saying, yeah, watch the theatrical first, but I do understand how dense the theatrical cut feels, and like for me, that's exciting, um, and something I want to dig into more uh, over the course of you know four years. Uh, On the podcast, but like maybe you're not that person. Maybe you're Sarah Sarantino and you just you watch it once and uh, you're like, I'm never watching it again. I thought it was fine and move on. So maybe the con cut, which lays things out in a more understandable way and it hits all the same big moments um, and feels in some ways more of a complete movie. Maybe, maybe I would, like, depending on the person, if they're like a super nerd, I would say theatrical cut. If they're looking for, if there's somebody who uh, you don't really expect to like it, I would say try the con cut first. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Do
0: you agree? I don't know if I necessarily agree. I, I will also say it's harder to um, acquire the cons cut.
1: Yes, it is. It yeah. is.
0: Uh, I, I, I and I'm sure we, um, if we if we didn't say it in the intros already, I'm sure we'll say it in the main episodes, like we're saying it now. Yeah, the cons cut uh, uh, as far as I know legally is only available on the Arrow Blu-ray release. Uh,
1: which is it still not on digital. I don't think it's on digital.
0: I I, wow. I can check right now. Uh, I mean, I I have my computer
1: open. I could. I I did, re- I did re I did or I did find out recently that Arrow did two releases of this. They did just theatrical and then they did theatrical plus con cut. Wait a second, what?
0: Uh, You're blowing my mind here, man. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: I, I stole- did. Oh, there wait. was a there was a nice sale where it was ten dollars to buy Southland Tales, and I was like, oh holy shit! I got I'm going to tell a friend of mine to get it, and then I had to come back to him later and be like, uh, I'm sorry, you just bought only the theatrical cut. uh Cancel that order and order this one that's seven dollars more because it also has the con cut. Are you sure about that? And you'll hear from this friend later.
0: I I'm on the well I don't know. I'm a hundred percent sure. Okay, I I believe you, but uh, I will I, I'm gonna blame Blu-ray.com for saying you're wrong, Marcus, because it, it it only says it, ha- it there's only the one disc Southland Tales Blu-ray that came out in two thousand eight. And it has the Southland Tales 2-disc release, which we both have. I'm sure, Arrow, well, I, listen, if, I believe if, you.
1: If us, if us, uh, Southland Tales insane people didn't even know about it, why would Blu-ray.com know about it? You're right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Blu-ray.com and us, the hosts of Half a Nice Apocalypse, we're on the bleeding edge of Southland Tales news. Um, so if we don't know about it, so, something's going on. So something's wrong
1: here. So we're still on the, uh, the beach interview with the West family. There's like an extra insert shot here of some like soldiers on a, on a walkway and you can see the, uh, hydroelectric, uh, field or whatever, whatever the fucking, the machine out in the ocean. And I, I, like, I like that shot a lot. I don't know why it's not in the theatrical, I, the, the effect, um, it's clearly like not super great of like what the machine looks like, but it looks good enough that I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't keep that. Um, breaking, breaking anyway. news.
0: anyway, breaking news, ah, you're right, Marcus. I can confirm that there is a Southland tales single disc edition from arrow that just has the theatrical cuts. It's on their website. Wild, Right. Why would they do that? That's weird. <laughs> that it's weird. Why they do that? I, 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 cost saving issue, I guess. You know, it's 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 cheaper to sell one disc than two discs. Um, I guess. And maybe people, some people just don't care to have the cons cut. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna do some more research, Marcus. Uh, what can I say about what you just said?
1: Um, uh, don't say anything. <laughs> uh, we followed the, uh, and then this leads here straight to the meeting with uh, Mr. Takahashi uh, yes. and the Baron where Mr. Takahashi loses his hand gets cut off by serpentine and now this I wrote down this does not happen in the theatrical cut until 1 hour and 10 minutes in chapter 7 as opposed to chapter 1
0: here so this is dare we say the biggest move yeah this
1: is this is this is the biggest uh shift of something in the movie by far yeah shift of a scene because other it's just kind of like slightly rearranged scenes this one is like moved up an entire hour and we go straight from the hand cutting uh to the title card for the movie and i f- i want to talk a little bit about
0: that but you you go ahead uh sorry most i i'm listening to you i hear you I listen to you i do believe the southland tales two disc Arrow edition is t- is um a limited edition. So maybe that has something to do with like why there's a one-disc release now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we have to really talk about this, Marcus. Strap in, okay? Right. We have to get in the mind of Richard Kelly now, okay? Uh, we've done this before. We have to travel back through time and space to May 21st, 2006, the Cannes Film Festival uh the movie bombed in the theater uh there were boos jeers walkouts richard kelly thinks to himself okay people didn't like it i guess i have to cut some things maybe move some things around why move this scene that's in the first what five minutes of the movie uh, why push it to halfway through the movie but an hour and whatever Why would Richard Kelly do this Marcus your thoughts
1: Here in the beginning of the movie, this is boom a setup the this barren guy he's not to be fucked with. Uh, he is in control of everything and he is a manipulative and uh, petty uh, little weasel. Uh, and that kind of just sets that up right away, sets him up more as like a clear villain of the movie, you know? Yeah. And it happens in the midpoint of the theatrical cut. And I think what that does, it's placed oddly, it's placed right between the rainy soap opera scene and the fire arcade dance sequence. And I guess it's kind of like an escalation of tension. I, I don't know that that necessarily works. As well as it does as just setting up the Baron is like some fucking weird, as some fucking asshole. Yeah. Uh, Can
0: I ask you one question?
1: But, yeah.
0: Now, in the theatrical cut, um, when does the Justin Timberlake information dump happen? I forget.
1: Is it within these first five minutes? Has to be, right? Um, what What exact? Uh, uh, which information dump?
0: Well, uh, okay, just to just I okay, I should just bring up the fucking theatrical cut too as I'm doing this. I'm playing the crowds cut in the background. I'm gonna bring up the because
1: the 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 there's a lot of information dumps, especially in the theatrical cut, and they happen basically for the first 20 minutes, right? Uh, where where he's giving you his narration explaining this character is this, this character is this. This character is this. This character is this. Fluid karma is this. And some of it is happening over that title sequence, uh, and or that uh, TV sequence or whatever. Some of it is happening over like establishing shots and stuff. And we do have sort of that same narrative structure with this, but some, something feels less obtrusive about it.
0: Yeah, I'm scanning through the theatrical cut. So, after the nuclear explosion, the info dub that I'm thinking of is yeah, like the like the Fox News like sort of layout, whatever fictional news, or I guess it's the ident layout, wh- whatever it is. Um, yeah, where yeah, it's JT going through the events of the prequel novel of the graphic novel for it looks here about three minutes. Then we cut to boxer on the beach, um, and then after that we cut to, and that's when
1: the title card stands.
0: Yeah, and then like there's a there's a zoom out where he's on the beach, and you see him on on monitors at ident, and yes, there's the title credits. So that's kind of what what I wanted to compare is the cut to the title credits, because in the cons cut, it's the hand being cut off, and then he says put bronze that hand and put it on a cheap wooden plaque. And then cut to credits. I mean, cut to title. My whole thing after saying all that, just comparing the two, is like I enjoy the Cons cut better. I enjoy the the action of this uh, billionaire tycoon cutting off someone's hand. It does give the movie right off the bat like a new, or, or uh, not new, a different perspective in my head, um, like of who who I should be focused on. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah and i like it the cons cut way versus the theatrical cut way which i understand again uh to catch people up on this universe you have to like inf- you know fill them in on the ins and outs of what's happening and you know the the um the the billionaire tycoon evil guy in the background doesn't really get he, he gets some play he gets introduced into the theatrical cut but not in a very sinister way like the cons cut So, yeah, I like it this way.
1: Uh, He's just introduced as like also a guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. From from here, from the title card, uh, now, now after the title card is when we get boxer. Uh, It's a zoom out from Justin into the. It's that same uh, monitor shot you were just talking about. Uh, And it's interesting. uh, The his narration again. I want to go back to it here. As boxer is picking up that glowing ball. Uh, from the beach, and we see that through the through the lens of a like a security cam, uh, his narration is: "They say that the road not taken concludes with a stairway to heaven. The gates would not open for three more days, and an actor named Boxer Santaros was searching for the key." Right there, we are giving we are given a ticking the ticking clock. We've got three days to spend with these characters before. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and I, I love that. I love that. Again, we, we go from here's the bad guy, here is the goal, and we get and or the end point at least. Maybe not the goal. You don't have that established yet. But bad guy, end point. Uh, I, I like. I love those two things being back to back. I do not think that that exact uh, narration happens in the theatrical. Cut. I don't think so. No. Yeah. No.
0: And yeah. Osha also should be pointed out. I don't know if it should be, but I'm pointing it out. Not that anybody cares. Um, the scene with Boxer on the beach um, turned in Boxer on the beach. turned into Day for Night in the theatrical cut, but it's kept as daylight in the cons cut. Um, I oh. I don't know how... I, I think I brought that up during the commentary with Vera, but I don't... I. I don't. I, I guess it makes sense in the theatrical cut because uh, that's the first thing we see of him. No, I don't know. Actually, I, I, I'm trying to rationalize why that change would be there, but I'm not sure. I mean, Marcus, you—it I, I, sounds it sounds like you didn't didn't even notice that. But
1: no, I didn't, I didn't catch that. that. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: but yeah, in, in the theatrical cut, <clears throat> just a weird uh, post. It, yeah, in the theatrical cut, it's post It's a scene at night at a beach. In the cons cut, it's a scene at day on the beach with boxer.
1: Uh, maybe I maybe he always intended it to be night and concut. That was just a thing he couldn't get switched in time. You
0: know? I, don't I mean, to me, it's just a just a matter of like turning down the brightness or something. <laughs> just I don't. Know. But hey, it's I I I could make sense of the move with a with the hand being cut off. Maybe that makes more sense to me than uh, turning a scene night to day, but or day to night. You don't know talk about anyway,
1: Marcus. Oh. Boxer's in the... Keep going. Okay, so, Boxer. Go ahead. Staring in the mirror. Uh, I love this scene in the con cut, and it's barely changed. The only thing that's really changed has, is, like, a line from Justin Timberlake, again, explaining kind of what's happened. And he's, he's giving you a more natural explanation of the... that he has amnesia. And he says that... He specifically says that someone has gotten under his skin and he says that when we're looking at the tattoos that are all over Boxer's back. Now he's he in the he's referring to Krista with that uh, narration because he moves on to Krista next. He says like her name was Krista Kapowski, but I love we're zoomed in on the tattoos as specifically the Jesus face. And someone has gotten under his skin. Uh, It works on at least two levels, maybe a third. Because fucking Serpentine literally got under his skin and tattooed him. I think that's so... I don't know if that's intentional, but I think it's fucking genius either way.
0: You're telling me that Richard Kelly wrote a line that works in possibly three layers?
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wrote it and had it acted out by an actor. (laughs) No way. And then edited it in such a way that it... Overlaps really well. Ah, beautiful stuff. Anyway, so we move on to Crystal, Chris, Krista here, and uh, we're immediately set up. Somebody's gotten under his skin. Her name was Krista Kapowski. Uh, we're getting a better understanding of Krista's uh, usury of Boxer for her own game. Because we go, we, we're watching this Kiss Me Deadly sequence on the TV. If you know Kiss Me Deadly, it's the sequence where Cloris Leachman on the road uh, gets into Mike Hammer's car for the first time and that scene is what sets up Mike Hammer for his entire tale. For, for everything that happens to him is basically him trying to put together the pieces of what the fuck happened with Cloris Leachman's character and like all this crazy shit happens to him along the way. And we are introduced to that at the same time that we're being told about Krista and how she is a very ambitious person and that he has got, she has gotten under Boxer's skin, they they immediately make Krista so much more interesting of a character in this con cut version in a way that they, they I, I, it's there, but they do not touch on it specifically in the theatrical cut at all.
0: You know what? I'm putting myself in the... Um, uh I'm looking through the eyes of a cons viewer in 2006. I see this scene. I think, you know what? This is too much for me to handle. I'm walking out. So I'm walking out. of. The, um, this is my <laughs> walkout moment. This is my first walkout moment. You know what? This movie is asking too much of me. I
1: am leaving. I can't watch two movies at once. I'm not sp- uh, am I watching Kiss Me Deadly or am I watching yeah, Southland which Way movie do Tales? you want me to
0: watch, movie? You're showing me a movie within a movie? I hate this meta shit. I walk up, I leave. So... Anyway, that's my note. Marcus, continue.
1: Uh, Yeah, and we go immediately here to the diner scene where Krista is presenting herself to – presenting her whole business plan to uh, Cindy Pinzicki. Uh, So, yeah, we know she's ambitious. We know that she's gotten under Boxer's skin. Boxer's a famous actor who has amnesia, and they've got the screenplay together. Fill in some holes there if you want. And uh, here is a clever reference to a film. Uh, that if you choose to read into it, you can read into it. So I, I liked that, that stuff, sir. and, and look, because the, the these quotes are so good. Well in my first six movies that was just Krista, you know? But then in order to differentiate myself from the seventy six other Christas in the business, I added the now. Marcella? What what? What do you want from me? Do the wow. Do the wow. Do the Wow. wow. Well, it's all about now. Two thousand eight. Not next week, not tomorrow you want to fuck me you can fuck me now and do it wow all right (laughs) now marcus those lines are so what
0: what you're expecting of me is to memorize everything that's being said in this movie
1: i expected you to memorize one word
0: i cannot do that for you (laughs) (laughs) i i cannot be that part for you i have not
1: met okay okay
0: do not hard press me again to memorize or to recite lines from this movie, Marcus. So I ask, I ask, I ask that it's,
1: of you. It's a, it's just one memorable little jokey. Not thing. for me. I thought you might. Not for know
0: me. <laughs> all right. I all know right, the scene. Right. I don't, I don't know the lines.
1: Uh, we uh, see the UPU office uh, set up. We get back to Cindy in the apartment with the surveillance equipment, and the digits for democracy fing- fingers, and I think those are more. Easily set up too, so you know what the hell the fingers are about. It
0: makes more sense uh,
1: with Justin Timberlake. The cons cut, yeah, yeah those with, fingers, yeah, yeah. Uh, for we get Fortunio's introduction. Uh, Zora and Walter Mung are introduced buying the guns uh, with Chekhov's bazooka in the ice cream truck. Uh, and uh, we, we've got a cup We've got a line chain, uh, a line that was cut out in the theatrical cut that makes the theatrical cut make less sense. Uh, just in this little specific scene, it's not a big deal, uh, where Zora wants to buy the blanks. And in the theatrical cut, uh, the Highlander just lets her buy the blanks. And in this, he puts up a front and says, What? We, we've got a $500 minimum or whatever. And so she takes a gun as well. And then in the theatrical cut, he presents her with blanks and a gun. When she didn't order a gun, she just ordered blanks. Ah, okay. This explains why she's getting the gun. Oh, because. And then uh, she chokes him out and calls him a cockfucker.
0: Yeah. Um, Great Sherry O'Terry, in this scene, we love you. Uh, we want more of you. As we said before in this show, Sherry O'Terry should should have yep. every role that Molly Shannon is getting.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's just look. Let's just look this up for a second. We've got some time. Um. M- Molly Shannon, Molly Shannon reports. Little Miss Molly.
0: I just saw her a few weeks ago in the Zach Braff film, A Good Person.
1: A Good Person. Yes. Okay, yeah, she's playing Diane. So you tell me right now, Marcelo, okay. is Molly Shannon so fucking over the moon great as Diane in A Good Person that she couldn't possibly be replaced by Sherry O'Terry?
0: Now, I'll preface it by saying this: I think Molly Shannon is great, but what I'm saying is, does Molly Shannon really need to be in every movie? Can't Sherry O'Terry? She pops up
1: all over the place. She really
0: does. Now listen, all love to Molly Shannon, but can't Sherry O'Terry share some of that love?
1: Yeah. If you if you're new here, if you're if you're new here, this is an old no. Bit. Yeah, this is. Uh, We don't actually hate Molly Shannon. (laughs) We're just asking questions here, (laughs) okay? We're just asking. Yeah, we're just asking questions.
0: Now, did did the intrusive thought of Sheryl Terry being in Molly Shannon roles come into my head while I was watching A Good Person, uh, starring Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman, uh, and others? Yes, it did. That thought came into my head, and I thought, you know what? In all seriousness, I could see Sheryl Terry playing. Uh, Florence Pugh's mom in a good person? Why not? Why not? So that's all we're saying, okay? A uh, fellow SNL alum, show Terry, she should be out there getting those roles. And that's the Molly Shannon report.
1: Okay, so go from the ice cream truck, and I, I wrote here that I think that thieves, that the things weave together again very well here. We go from the ice cream truck to a TV. To the in, we were on the TV watching the interview that we saw earlier with the Baron, and uh, Fortunio flips it over to uh, over some fake ads to watch uh, Krista's show. Uh, now with the porn stars uh, talking on the beach, like up 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 to this point in the theatrical cut, everything is so gonzo that like this doesn't really stick out as much. But I think in the con cut, it kind of sticks out how weird it is that this is a world that has a show about porn stars discussing anal and the bang bus. That's just playing regularly on TV. And I think that idea is very funny. Like this is a surreal world on the brink of collapse. Here are our major concepts and players. Let's go, you know?
0: And I, th- I think South on tells was, was once again, um, ahead of its time in that way, because listen, the connection I'm about to make Marcus don't hang up the phone. Okay,
1: listeners. Well, here, just I, first off, I, I just want to say I wish we lived in the world where porn stars were just on TV discussing anal on regular TV. We don't necessarily live quite in that world Not quite, Do we have. There's some like streaming shows, I think, that get on that verge, but like we're still not quite there. I don't know the numbers. But anyway, let's go, Marcel.
0: I don't know the numbers here, but we live in a new digital age. Do you not agree with me?
1: Do we live in a digital age? Hmm. You know, I think I'll go with you on this.
0: Where audiences are so split that we no longer have a number one show uh, on TV, really, uh, compared to the number one show, like, 30 years ago, right? The numbers aren't there yeah. for TV anymore.
1: I, I mean, no, no one thing is going to get 100 million people to watch it on TV. Exactly. it's not going to happen.
0: So what are people seeing? They're seeing YouTube videos, and they're seeing their TikToks. Now... Who's on TikTok? Uh. A lot of you know prominent figures in the sex worker world, who I'm sure talk about oh, anal right? a lot on TikTok. You know, maybe I should <laughs> sign up to TikTok.com, and you know, <laughs> I, and I'm I'm being a little funny here, but I think I'm also being serious here when I say, I think now there are platforms for people uh, who you wouldn't expect to have platforms. You know, twenty years ago prominent people who people listen to people follow at least are they the wisest people maybe not are they wise though uh, and, and you know uh, uh, when discussing other topics sure what i'm saying is the platforms are there uh and i think it's interesting that i don't know i i, I can see like a crystal now being successful on TikTok, you know in this 2000 in this year of our lord 2023
1: that's all i'm saying marcus uh, if, you, if you told me Sarah Michelle Gellar had a TikTok, I would believe you. Yeah, I'm sure she does. Sure everybody does. I, uh, I'm i not on the platform. Uh, I think I have an account, but like I don't use it. Uh, the app is not on my phone. Okay, we are introduced here to our last major player, uh, Ronald Taverner. Roland Taverner. As he's being involved in some political... Uh, by narration, he's being involved in some political extortion... Uh, with Zora, he, he has amnesia. He's in this weird mental state. We know what We get from the from the mirror scene, and that he has a twin brother set up right there. And uh, Zora, I, uh, I wrote down that I, I think Zora sniffing the huffing the paint can is a great little bit. Uh, but anyway, you ever huff paint? Um, I mean, if it's around me, I, I I like to get a good sniff. But no, I do not buy paint to spray it in a paper bag and get high all off right, of. Just, just curious. We can move on. I do have some paint. I do have some spray paint downstairs. And it's interesting. Uh, the movie... Uh, and, and here's where the movie kind of starts. Like, we've just gotten all the setup. I'm glad we did this as a... We, we were not planning originally to do this as two... As, we were going to do this as two episodes. But I think these two sections coming together into one episode makes the most sense. Because uh, right here, we have been introduced to every character we're going to see. And we've been given a good enough explanation to who they are. Um, And then the movie kind of starts right here with the scene where some characters are coming together uh, 23 minutes in. And uh, we've got uh, Boxer telling uh, Roland, Ronald, Cop Ronald... About uh, the power screenplay um, Talking about Jerry Cocaine Yes uh, Right before the ride-along where things get intense And funny <laughs> And next episode we'll be able to talk about A certain line that we just Cannot wait to talk about
0: Now that line I have memorized uh, By heart yeah. we, we can recite the, the, the conversation In the cop car uh, And uh, you'll be Sean William Scott and I'll be the rock how about that for next episode? Mm-hmm. We can just read that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to read lines from the movie, Marcus, uh, I, think, I think we should do next episode.
1: Um, maybe selectively. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well,
0: hey, we've reached the end then. Yeah, we Is did. Is that? We t- oh, my God. You uh, know yeah. what? I was a little worried that we'd be repetitive on this movie, but I think we, we've, uh, we've dug into new ground. I think we found uh, new things to talk about.
1: As long as every episode we have some, some clash of uh, Mafia Mama and how to blow up a pipeline, <laughs> if we have something of that monumentous level to bring up, then yeah, we have got a series to do here. And yeah, this did go well, Marcelo. I'm glad we are doing this because I I was with you. I didn't know that this would turn out well. It it was a spur of the moment decision uh, just to appease a famous person, our famous friend, uh, our lovely friend, Vera Drew. As the reality sat in, I was like, shit, are we really going to be able to do this? And then as soon as I flipped it on, I started noticing new shit. Again, every fucking time we do this, I notice new stuff. I I can't believe it. (laughs) You know, now, like, are you with me?
0: I I'm with. Hey, buddy, you're, it seems like you're more excited than I am, but I'm excited too. Marcelo, uh, I think we I think we can close it off proper here, and let's get yeah. excited for next episode, chapter three. And I just want to reiterate the time codes because I know some people want to follow along if they have the cons cut on Blu-ray through Arrow, the two disc edition, not the one disc.
1: Yeah, don't don't buy that one disc. We promise. No, don't buy you. That. Yeah, there's you don't no reason that. to do that. No, no, no,
0: no. I mean, sure, you can own Southland Tales on Blu-ray, but really, the the one of the best special features of all time is the cons cut for Southland Tales. I mean, I think we can call that a special feature on its own, all right? They, they want to pull this limited disc edition and say, yeah, this version doesn't have the, the, the bonus disc. No, you need that extra disc, so get those two discs, folks, if you want to experience Southland Tales... As it should be experienced through this cons cut, I believe. 26 minutes, 6 seconds through 40 minutes, 8 seconds. That's chapter 3. That's next
1: time. Yep. And All we'll right. be If you think that we know what we're talking about, our next week's guest, uh, they really know what the fuck they're talking about. So get excited exactly. about that.
0: We're not going to have comments next episode by some randos on Twitter saying, Oh, you know, you're great, but those two guys don't know what they're talking about. Shut up. <laughs> We're gonna no. we're we're gonna have somebody who's gonna come on and it's gonna elevate the entire conversation so we all know what we're talking about. That's how good of a guest uh in store. That's what that's what kind of guest we have in store for you folks next week. So all those people who say we don't know what we're talking about, shut up. Screw you. All right, Marcus. Is there Kick anything rocks. you can with any of these? It's been it's been so long since, since oh,
1: we've done these. Yeah, things. okay, I do I do remember. Uh we do uh, plugs? Hey, we do no plugs. Uh, we do no plugs. That seems weird. We do, we uh, we do no plugs, but you always do plugs anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, follow Marcus at Gunk GunkBlader, G U uh, N K B L A D E R R, and then yeah, two R's. That's important. Uh, go to talkfromsociety.com. There should be some new shows coming up there soon. At least one new show. Uh, which I'm sure I'll talk about in the future. Uh, and yeah, uh, Marcus, uh, I mean, I think, I think I have a podcast called What's your current- have a nice apocalypse.
1: Oh, you don't have a Twitter joke going right now. You're just Marcelo J Pico.
0: Oh, you know what? That reminds me, you know, this, well, actually this could date the podcast, but I don't care. Uh, I, I do have a new, uh, a joke, uh, Twitter name.
1: Let's, uh, let's debut a live on the pod, huh?
0: Yeah, I hear. I'm going to do it right now. I was, I, I was thinking about doing this earlier, but...
1: We've had some I great ones think. in the past. We've had Micro J Plastics. Uh, that, that one's a classic. Um, Marcelo Babylon Pico. I think he had that one for a while.
0: So this is some a, great this, stuff. This is going to be one that's going to stick for a while. Because it's kind of... Listen, if it's something I know is uh, when to be... Uh, on the uh, on the on the pulse of film Twitter and what people are going to be talking about for the next few weeks. So Marcus, if you want to refresh the page, so my Ma-ma-fia, new Twitter Ma-ma-pica.
1: name, Marcelo no. is afraid. Yeah, there
0: we go. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, so go see is Afraid, folks.
1: I am sure that is not going to have died down by the time that this actually releases. People will still I, be yelling about that movie in a month, I'm sure.
0: But here's the thing: it's going to go either one of two ways. Nobody goes to go see it. It's a bomb. That'll probably happen anyway. It won't make a lot of money. Um, I don't, maybe the conversation will die down after a week. But I think not you're right. No, film
1: Twitter with this. I think those are the weirdos who are going to see it for sure.
0: I have seen it. Marcus, you haven't seen it yet as of this recording. I will say... It's not out. Thinking about it more and more... I know. Well, listen. Yeah, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out. This, kind of, this will be a little dated, but... I think you're right, Marcus. People are still going to be talking about it because I think it is a movie. Maybe. Be- <laughs> My, I'll say this here. My theory is with Bo's Afraid is Ari Aster is on film Twitter. I think he reads a oh, lot of what's happening on, on sure. film Twitter. I mean,
1: he's He's got an active Twitter account. And then I'm yeah. sure he's gotten all. It's much to it's
0: it's both good and a bad thing that I think Bo's Afraid is going to be the movie that burns film Twitter to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't wait for that. I'll talk about that uh, on a later episode. Because I do think there's some South tells ties in there. But anyway, more of that later. Um, that's it. Uh, and as we say... Well, Marcus Damian Lasperts, I feel like I've talked too much here at the end. I, I want you to talk some more.
1: I'm good. Uh, I think our new uh, thing that we say at the end of the episodes, what is it? It was, it was recommended by, I want to say Alec Robbins, uh, to like seven years ago when he, when he went on our show <laughs> a year ago, I want to say he was like, Oh, that's what you guys do for your outro. Right. And we were like, no, we <laughs> do something much stupider. And it was something that made more sense. It was like, it was like it was a quote from the movie it was like pimp don't commit suicide it was something like that but do you remember what it was is there any way i don't
0: know i'm gonna be honest i don't remember all i remember is we always do it the same way every time yeah Yeah. and it's dumb uh but we have the opportunity actually this is the third episode of the new season so uh i i can't remember how we finished those last two off
1: did we do that on our commentary I, i don't know I'm okay, pretty sure yeah.
0: we ended the commentary by by saying this. Hey everybody. Okay.
1: Hey. Hey. Hey have, have a, a nice, nice Apocalypse. Apocalypse.